Welcome to episode 66 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello! Hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. I'm Chris, and you can find me celebrating the 30th anniversary of Ken Griffey Jr.'s first game on Twitter at CD Villa Senor. And with me is Ty. Are you down with the kid being almost 50? It makes me really sad about myself and what that says about me. Um, I saw they're promoting a 1989 Upper Deck bobblehead. And I just want, they had a, like a mock-up of the card with a picture of the bobblehead instead of his actual picture, which is great. I just, I want that card. I want the card with the picture of the bobblehead. You want the card with the picture of the bobblehead? Yeah. I you want don't want 19... the bobblehead or you don't I want, want to... I mean, I want the bobblehead also. Yeah. You can find me liking those tweets at SEATJK. <laughs> I got to enjoy the fun Mariner season while it lasts because the shit's only three weeks long. <laughs> it is. It's one of those deals where, yeah, that, it's like watching baseball games with a piano over your head, right? You're just waiting for the whole thing to just come smashing down on you. But it's a long year. That's why baseball, that's why I don't pay attention to baseball for a while. But it's nice to be checking in on them and seeing them winning games. This is nice. It must be what it's like to live in that the universe of that movie uh, with Justin Timberlake. Wasn't it called Just in Time where they all had like, their 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 arms all had a clock a countdown clock on it oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh-huh. And time was like the currency your lifespan right that's right. what it's like to be a mariners fan you're just you're looking at that clock on your arm and, and <laughs> it's just ticking down <laughs> yeah so right now it's actually going real slow because they're winning but as soon as the losing starts then the thing just starts you know the po- numbers start piling off just, yeah. just peeling right <laughs> off there <laughs> this town could use a little excitement in that regard so hopefully they they stay decent and uh and uh, maybe it's interesting I'll, I'll, I'll accept 500 and interesting yeah, interesting is interesting is better, but I still don't know many of the players. I mean, I still I need to get I need to get reacquainted with the Mariners a little I bit. I got quite familiar like really quickly. I tuned into opening day. I was just like, I'm gonna watch opening day, and I got to the, I threw on my Mariners hoodie and sat down. And I know most of the names. It was, you know, they've been around the league. A lot of these guys. Uh, we we have a lot of prospect reclamation projects on the team. We because you know I'm involved. Uh-huh. Yeah, in you're in. You're, you're you're all in. <laughs> but we've already got stuff like Malik Smith doing air humping behind Tim Beckham's TV interview. Like he's right <laughs> off his shoulder, like humping the air. So there's some fun stuff going on. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, let's see. What are we doing then this episode today? We're going to talk a little clown prince of crime. We're going to talk about the clown princes of golf. <laughs> Jags. Those guys are the worst. And we're going to talk about the worst version of The Martian. Anyway. And in the OT, we'll talk about needless, I don't know, needless discrimination against tattooed people. <laughs> it's more just uh, experiencing the, the new reality of our uh, our office workplace training needs. Yeah, I, I hear you. They're they're casting those they're casting those out of central casting these days. It seems that way. Yeah. Anyway, so today we got the uh, just to jump right into it. Segment number one. They uh, they dropped the first tr- trailer for the Joker movie, which stars <laughs> the face you just made. This stars Joaquin Phoenix. Do you remember back in the day when Joaquin Phoenix's name was Leaf Phoenix? Do you remember Space Camp? No. So the I don't basic, have any recollection of Leaf. He's Phoenix. like he's like nine years old, eight okay. or nine years old in this movie called Space Camp, but he's listed as Leaf Phoenix. I remember the movie. 
Yeah, he's the little kid. Anyway, there's a whole. There might be a whole thirty minutes we do on Space Camp someday. That's not his name either. His name is like Joaquin Raphael or something. Something, whatever. His name was Leaf. Okay, River yeah. and Leaf, huh? Yeah. Anyway, so um, we get his his uh, his Joker movie trailer drops, and I've been completely uninterested in this, and and I saw the trailer, and I thought. At least the trailer's cut in an interesting way. I think that... uh, Did you get a chance to look at it? Yes, I did. And I just... That's actually what made me put this in the talk sheet. Is because I was just like, why why are we doing this again? Like, I felt this way when they first showed us Joaquin in his circus makeup, basically. Because that's his look. Mm -hmm. uh, Is a circus makeup look. And and, and I, I didn't understand why we were doing it then. And now that I've seen the trailer, I'm less less enthusiastic about it in general why do i need another joker in my life there's there's a uh well the reason is because hollywood doesn't have a lot of very good ideas but you know it's it's interesting to pin this story to a joker origin in that he's just this dude who's got mom issues who gets beat up a lot and just decides fuck it i'm 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 striking back it is is sort of the anti-hero piece, which we get from, um, you remember the Michael Douglas movie? Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. Falling Down. Falling Down, where he's where he's like, I'm the bad guy? So I think we're going to get a movie where probably about three quarters of the way into it after he's like killing people and mayhem's gone, you're going to get this very, very st- strong feeling that he's not the bad guy. <laughs> And that's, and I mean, it's an interesting story to tell, and it's been told before, but to make it the Joker origin where, you know, maybe he, it's not his fault, which, I don't know. I think maybe this is a sort of a new theme in movies where the bad guy, it's like, it's not my fault. I think we get it with, with Black Panther, right? Killmonger, yeah. Killmonger, sure. it's not his fault. It's not my fault. He also murders people like that don't need to be murdered for seemingly pleasurable reasons. Killmonger, that is. Yeah, sure. And and the Joker's going to do the same thing. But at the end of it all, you're going to say, not my fault. So it's, it, there's a Grinch movie that just came out where the Grinch is not his fault. He's a he's a he's a Christmas wrecking asshole, and it's not his fault. This is the this is the new theme with bad guys. This is how we're doing bad guys now. This is how Venom, which is a shit movie and shouldn't oh be God. watched. <clears throat> But again, it's the I'm a murderous bad guy, not my fault. Not not my fault. There Venom is one of those movies and I don't mean to just sidebar, but just cuz I know I brought this up briefly and we kind of discarded it as an option, but clearly I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why I laid it down before you. It it has moments of okay, first of all, I don't want to get too far away from this Joker thing cuz I have some thoughts on this. Right. But um, I just want to say like I wouldn't hire Tom Hardy to be in my movie. Like, he's good at acting, but his acting choices are terrible, and it's distracting and weird most of the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge, I'm not huge on Hardy, but you're, so you don't Ince- to... He's really good in, like, Inception. You go watch Inception, it's like, this guy's great. Yeah, he's good in small doses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he can't carry, he's doing weird, he's doing weird shit way too frequently in those movies. <laughs> there is All a right. funny moment, though, where the, 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 in Venom, where the, you know, the Venom, the uh, symbiote is like, on my planet, I'm kind of a loser. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed some well, of that. Well, on this planet, you're kind of a loser, too. So. <laughs> I enjoyed some of the give and take that captured a little bit of the spirit of that comic book, but it, it just wasn't a good movie. It was hard to watch, and I, I'm, it was, though, quick. Like, it was over quickly, even though it's kind of... <laughs> Mercifully. <laughs> yeah. 
But back to the Joker. So what I was thinking about, what I wanted to say about this, I really kind of landed on a probably what's an unpopular opinion. And I think the Joker just in general as a character kind of sucks. And I think it might be oversaturation for me at this point. And then I started thinking it's a broader thing where DC villains in general kind of suck. And it's the exception when there's a good one rather than the villains being like the Batman villains in particular are quite bad. The Rose Gallery and Batman is it's well, they not were all they were all written in the 40s. I mean, those bad guys have been there's there's very few modern bad guys in the Batman Rogues Gallery. They're all ancient history. So they're they yeah, they come off as as relatively two-dimensional or even one-dimensional. But the uh but the Joker but the Joker's when he when the Joker's written well, he's awesome. Well, that's true for a lot of the... I feel like the best version, and maybe this is, again, a timing thing, but I feel like the best version of all the Batman villains is animated series, and that's probably my favorite Joker, too. Mark Hamill. Yes. Excellent work from excellent work from Mark Hamill on if that, If we were ranking sure. the Jokers, he'd be my number one. That, and that's a, that's a relatively easy call to make. Um, there's just so much of him, and he's, he is particularly awesome. I mean, you know, you get the, you get the Heath Ledger Academy Award Joker, sure. or... To to contrast with the Jack Nicholson Academy Award Joker, like you can win an Academy Award if you play the Joker. Could we do it three times? <laughs> <laughs> Could three actors playing the Joker win an Academy Award for being the Joker? People seem to like the Nicholson Joker, and I think it's fine. It's way but, over the top. Well, to me, it's just a it's a heightened version of what Cesar Romero was doing on the the dude, Batman dude, TV show. Dude, it's like Cesar, Cesar Romero is so awesome. It's on... the same character. Jack Nicholson <laughs> is doing a Cesar Romero impression in that, that Michael yes. Keaton Batman movie. Yes, he is. But, but man, Cesar Romero is terrific all the time. The every tone... time he shows up, every time he shows up on sixties, Batman is just, he's, he's awesome. So that's a weird show because like, it's obviously really corny, but the tone of it matches all of it. Just it fits together so well. It's sort of like watching a really, I don't know. I can't come up with an, an appropriate analog, but it is when I, when you turn it on, there's nothing about it. That's not entertaining, even though it's, it's markedly stupid. <laughs> right. It all works extremely well. Yeah. You can catch a 30 minute episode of, of that Batman and just be entertained. Yeah. The commissioner Gordon's great that everybody's <laughs> playing their parts in a very specific way. And I think it's almost because maybe it's kind of like it is the animated series, but it just happens to be live action. It's people. just very comforting and very corny. And you know that, you know, there's going to be a, a, a fight and there's going to be a pow and a kapow and a whatever. <laughs> I appreciate it, that. It looks like Batman's never lifted a weight in his life. <laughs> <laughs> That Bruce Wayne is really being a rich guy. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm rich. I don't He's need wiry. To, <laughs> I need to work out. Adam West is like, oh, I don't need to work out. I'm fine. No, but late, the, and later in the run, it's getting a little questionable, too. <laughs> For sure. It's a little thick. So, you know, I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix, after dealing with him in... Is it her? She? I like her. Her? Is yeah. it her? Yes. I mean, I think it's a her, she, it, whatever. Hot and her. Um, hot her, hot and her. The, um, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about that movie, but I think that sad sack Joaquin Phoenix, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with. So I won't be seeing this movie in the theater, but I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it gets good reviews and people like it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to rush out and see it. 
but whatever. For me, this is the kind of movie that I'm going to record. I'm, I'm going to see it when I do my monthly sweep of the premium channels for movies to record. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just can't deal with the interface on searching the, the premium channel. It's such a, <laughs> such a first world problem. But So I just go through them all real quick and, and record the ones I want to see. Anyway, and that way I have it also. Watch what sure. I want to. But uh, it'll be one of those movies I record and it sits on the DVR for like three months before I finally get around yeah, to watching it. Yeah, and if you it. break down and just decide, I'll just turn it on and it'll be fine. You know what it looks like, the trailer looks like to me is, what was that Denzel movie that, that is American Gangster? Is that right? Okay. Where like I watched it, a, it and I was like, "What's the matter with the lighting in this movie? Like, it's like looks like somebody shot it with their camcorder." Like, yeah, it's like house. grainy. It's all grainy and stuff. It's art, dude. That's art. That's how art's made. Yeah, shouldn't it look nice? Isn't that part of art? <laughs> shouldn't I want to look at it? Shouldn't Jared Leto get a mention in our uh, our, our Joker listing? Not if we can avoid it. <laughs> we just at the bottom of the list. Are we putting him with? He's dead. He's DFL on this list. <laughs> That movie would have been better if he just wasn't in it, like the Suicide, suicide Squad movie. Just... All right, so in a in a Batman comic book related, I read a article as I was doing Joker research. The current Batman storyline is that he discovers there's more than one Joker. Okay, so, so this the Jokerverse. is this is just basically them saying. Okay, we have multiple Jokers in the world, so Batman in the comic books is now going to have to deal with multiple Jokers. Are there multiple Batmans? No. He just finds out that he's like, well, we keep putting him in Arkham, and then he commits a crime, but he's still in Arkham. It's like, yeah, we figured it out. There's three of them. There's just a bunch of dudes running around being the Joker. There are three Jokers in the Batman universe now. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm actually kind of pissed about it, but... You're pi- it's pissing me off. You telling me about it is pissing me off. I know. I'm just like, this is not what we want in comic book land. There's one Batman. There's one Joker. Batman punches him in the face a million times, and he just keeps coming back because he's crazy as hell. And yeah. that's 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 how it's supposed to be. That's the that's that's the the play between those two, right? But now that there's going to be three Jokers, I'm just like, oh god, people. So it happens not only in the movies, but it happens in the comic books, too. People run out of ideas and just decide that there's going to be three Jokers. It's so dumb. Anyway. Well, and we should come back to this, because uh, I think we want to talk about it in depth a little bit at some point. But I want to understand what you think, get into a discussion on what's going to happen when, like, throughout my childhood, there were new properties being created all the time, whether mm-hmm. it was by Heim Sabin or... Uh, you know, Hanna Barbera or whatever. There was just these com- these these art cartoon houses that were just pumping out new material. Sure. Whether it was Transformers, or GI Joe, or whatever, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all this stuff. When's the last time there was something that was like a phenomenon from like like this that that, that caught a teenage zeitgeist? Because it's all Disney and Nickelodeon these days, isn't it? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Something new that sticks. And uh, we'll have to do. We'll have to. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Because people, like, I see stuff, you know, people going off about, like, Doug on the internet these days. Doug? (laughs) Doug. Doug. I remember Doug, and I'm not trying to get excited about Doug. (laughs) All right. All right. So, going from uh, the premise of three Jokers, we are going out to uh, switch to the two Jokers of golf. So, Matt Kuchar and Sergio Garcia are both having a year. (laughs) Something. By the way, this is our master's preview as well. Okay. But the uh, but let's get, let's start with the fact that these two guys have been in the news for separate things. Kucher doesn't want to pay 
doesn't want to tip his caddy appropriately, which I'm, you know, we, we've discussed this already on the show. And uh, Sergio Garcia is basically, he always, he, he acts out because he's a toddler. And then he says things like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm really going to work to change my behavior. Dude, you're 40. You're not changing your behavior. He and I are almost the exact same age. <laughs> right. I learned how to stop being an asshole on the golf course about five years ago. Yeah, but again, he's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, five years ago. <laughs> Last year, I learned to be, not be a complete asshole on the golf course. Anyway, um, so they run into each other at the match play. Yeah. And hilarity ensues. Shall I recap it for us? Yeah, might as well, let's bring the listeners along. All right, so in the match play format, you can concede putts. So, which means that if you miss a putt and it's close enough, the other guy can say, okay, that one's good. Just take the stroke and pick up the ball. Sergio Garcia misses a putt. And before, I don't know, Matt Kuchar's not paying attention or something, Sergio Garcia walks up, tries to backhand the putt in and misses. Looks over at Kuchar. Kuchar's like, what? Is like, well, was that good? He's like, I don't know. I don't. I didn't say anything. Cause you're, you're a toddler. <laughs> you're you 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 have no sense of you have no sense of anyone outside your own sensory. You know whether you could touch or whatever. So no, I wasn't paying attention, and I didn't give you that putt. And then, and then those two proceeded to lock horns. Well, Sergio just got his knickers in a twist about it because he acted like an asshole and then he didn't want to have to pay the consequences. I've done dumb stuff on, in competition play that cost me strokes. Uh, not even competition play, just every, every day. I sure, do dumb shit. <laughs> that's different, though. I'm mean, like, whatever, you're going to write whatever you're writing. But I'm talking, like, in a tournament where I just, like, I did exactly that, basically. I just forgot that I was playing in a count them all type situation, missed a short putt, Got pissed and just scooped the ball up right off the hole, and I take <laughs> a two-stroke penalty and raked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just raked it with the back of the putter, and everybody was like, <gasps> "I was like, oh hell, ah, oh, jeez." And then, so used- then I had to yeah. place it, take the take the penalty, place it, uh. and then put it into the hole and take that two strokes on top of what I had already done. <laughs> but you know, I had a couple of things I wanted to say about this. Did you watch the video they put out afterwards? Oh, I was I was going to get to that. Okay. But first, yeah. But first, before we get to that, yeah, it goes on for a little while longer. They're they're chirping each other. They got to get an official involved. Yeah. And then the icing on the cake is as they're walking down the next hole. Sergio Garcia is telling Kucher, he's like, "You should just concede this hole to me." Well, Kucher said, "I would hate for that to be the difference in our match." Right. And you know, I, I or, or to, you know whatever something to that effect. And Sergio's response was, "Well, why don't you concede? You can concede a hole." Oh uh, fuck! Because like, they. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to. Uh, I am kinda... playing for a lot of money here. It's not my fault. You're an idiot. That, exactly correct. So Sergio, first of all, deserves no quarter whatsoever. Like None. he deserves exactly what he got. But I want to talk about Matt Kuchar for a minute because Matt Kuchar went from being one of these guys that it was funny that people said Cooch. That was like right. how I felt when his career started. I was young enough to think that was funny. We always, we always call him the mayor. Okay. Because he's just like the mayor of town. Like he's, he waves, he smiles, everyone kind of likes him but doesn't really care about it. Like He's well-liked, well-regarded. Well, yeah, and I've always had like kind of an affinity for Kucher because he kind of looks like my uncle. Like, and he right. and he balded in the exact same way my uncle balded, the big round dome. And he's a very smiley dude, very gregarious kind of guy. And Kucher always seemed like he got along with everybody and didn't really cause a stir. 
and I rooted for him hard in those uh, Rio Olympics in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually where I became the biggest Justin Rose fanboy in the <laughs> on the yeah. planet. That's you uh, switched horses, basically. But yeah, oh. I was still rooting for Cooch to pull it out. All right, and uh, I, that was probably the height of my Matt Kuchar fandom. And then this ha- this thing happens with you know El Tucan down in Mexico, <laughs> and what was it? First Kuchar's first win in four years. Is that right? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So. Only an asshole doesn't pay out the re- the regular rate, and then and then when he gets called on it, has the gall to say. I mean, we've talked about this, but the gall sure. to say, well, he should be happy with what I gave him because it's more <laughs> than he would normally make. That is a dickhead thing to say, and then like to have to require the weight of the internet, like just bearing down upon you before you make things right. And then, I just I don't think there has been a thing where I went from really feel- having good feelings towards someone or an athlete to just really going man you're a real prick <laughs> faster than i feel i felt that way about matt kuchar because what this whole thing reminded me of and actually before i get there t- talk about the video let's talk about the video let's the hostage the, video the host- so here okay so here are two guys who are in desperate need of a a pr makeover two guys desperate for it if you look at sergio garcia's his Instagram, but which mm-hmm. I unfollowed. But if you do look at it, because I hate him, um, you look at it. He's like pictures of him with some kids thing, like signing autographs. I mean, he's really just they're laying it on thick on the social media that hey, Sergio's a good guy. He's a nice guy. He's not a toddler, but he is. So, and then Kucher. And him decide, okay, we both need a makeover. Let's let's sit in a golf cart together and make a video explaining how we're still friends. <laughs> Jesus. So badly done. And it it just Okay, so here's exactly what I thought of. Have you ever, have you been watching by chance the uh, the HBO show Crashing? No. Okay, so it's a in brief, it's an HBO show about the career of Pete Holmes playing a fictionalized version of com- comedian Pete Holmes. Uh, playing a fictionalized version of himself and sort of on his, on his come up, right? Okay. And so there's a lot of lot of comedians. It's a lot like Louie, but less fraught. Sure. Um, more okay. f- funnier in a more straightforward way, but really, really entertaining. And okay. I, it, it's it's funny to watch Pete Holmes, who's kind of a... Pete Holmes is funny. He's Yeah, but he's a goof, right? Yeah, like yeah. he's, he's just kind of a big, tall, goofy... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So there's a, a bit with John Mulaney on Crashing. And uh, long story short... Mulaney's assistant accidentally books Pete Holmes, but they don't realize it's the wrong guy until about 30 minutes before showtime when Pete goes to introduce himself to Mulaney before the show. Uh-huh. And he's like, hey, I just wanted to come say hi. I'm a big fan of your work. And he's like, great. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then they go through this period where he figures out that it's not the guy he thought he wanted Ben Holmes or something like that. And so Mulaney isn't cool about it. Like, that's how that's the plot. He's not like, OK, well, this will work. He, he like calls everybody he knows in town. He's trying to get any other comedian like Berbiglia. He's calling all these guys to come out, show up, and open for him. Um, he thinks he has someone to fill in. So at the end of it, he goes into Pete's dressing room and he's like, hey, I just I wanted to apologize for earlier. Um, it, it, but then he like mob boss strong arms him into basically agreeing that he's a nice guy and that he won't tell people about how he was an asshole. Oh, in this right, situation. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, but that's you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't tell people that i was an asshole right like i I was i treated you fairly right like he just keeps doing that thing but what ends up happening is that pete ends up having to go on and go on anyway 
he does 10 minutes on stage basically about how Mulaney treated him like shit. He was an <laughs> asshole. And one of the comedians who finally shows up backstage too late to go on the show says to Mulaney, well, you are an asshole. And Mulaney's response says, yeah, but people don't know that. <laughs> and that's what I get from this. Kucher is Mulaney. He's like, he, he's like secretly he's been an asshole this entire time. Right. But it's one of these things where he, he got in this video with Sergio and he's like, hey, I need you to get on the internet here with me and, and make sure you tell people I'm not a dick. Because right. I got this toucan thing where I was a dick, right. and now I'm now I'm being a dick to you, and right. this isn't going well for me. Right, and then and Sergio's like, I need you to tell people that you respect me because yeah. <laughs> I'm a child. Right, and but I don't. The thing is, I felt good for Sergio when he won his masters. I, did I liked too. it. It was a but feel then, good story. But then Sergio and his wife on social media are insufferable pricks. Yeah, they're awful. It's she, like the two assholes. Sketch oh my SNL. god. Oh Jesus, she's so. <laughs> Bad. Hey, babe. <laughs> yeah, and he and she like f- defends him, but is defending him at like on full blast all the time. Well, like, you, she's not just, alone on that with the the wives and athletes on social media. Well, whatever. She's just. <laughs> I just had to unfollow the whole kitten caboodle. I was like, I can't deal with you, Thanks. Garcias. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you around. I think the only thing that could have put a cherry on top of this for me on the asshole Sunday from Kucher is if he had done like. <laughs> If he had waited until Garcia had maybe a, a, a tough eight-footer for a push and conceded that putt, so he didn't actually lose any ground, but it's also a scenario where Sergio could have made the putt and just pushed it anyway, right. but then he could have been like, what? I, I tried to give you some big back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be mad at me. I right. wasn't conceding an entire hole, but I'll give you that putt. Right. That, that would, that's, that's even. Yeah. That's even Steve. We're even Steven, right? Yeah. <laughs> I get Kucher's thing too. Like, even from a logical perspective, even if this wasn't two assholes and, and it really they deserve each other, but like, I wouldn't want to give someone just a hole for free because you don't know which holes are necessarily shape up well for your game or where you're going to hit the good shot. So yeah. you can't just be like, well, this is the one I'll give you back. I'd be like, I'd wait until I was out of position and then concede it. Yeah, at some point, you at some point, Garcia has to say, but he can't because he's a toddler. He he has to say, oh, dude, I just fucked that up. What an airhead thing to do. Let's just go play the next hole. I lose this hole. Let's play. Let's play some more. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it back. You know, this is the this is this is how competitors work. <laughs> how winners work. They're just like, all right, I screwed that up. I'll just yeah. get that. I'll just I'll just rip your heart out this next hole. It'll be yeah, fine. There's times where I'm playing match play with a friend. And I'm like, yeah, uh, you win the hole, but please write a five. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, fuck those guys. Anyway, <laughs> I just can't believe how quickly I've gone from thinking Match Kucher was a cool dork, like a, a dork, you know, like a, yeah, a dork, but like a like a cool yeah, I can root for you kind of dork to like. Man, what a piece of shit that guy is. Right, he closes the door and, like, yells at people and, like, throws shit. Yes. <laughs> the worst. Anyway, um, in in segment number three, we're talking about the worst version of The Martian. So I came across this article about how the, um, the moon people, <laughs> scientists, actually want to go back to the moon. Not to do any, like, real scientific experiments or anything like that, but they want to go back and collect the poop that the astronauts left on the moon. 
<laughs> There's a good reason to do this because they want to see if the bacteria, <laughs> the bacteria that is left into that into your poop, stored in these bags. Apparently, there are 96 bags of human waste left behind from all the Apollo missions. So they're gonna go clean. They're gonna go get these, and they want to see if the bacteria is still alive after 50 years in space stored in bags. If bacteria can survive, then that that tells them something. I mean, maybe. Maybe the whole Mars thing does work. I don't know. I'm a big believer that we'll never live on another planet just because we are inextricably tied to the bacteria and how we work in this planet. So, well, I mean, truth be told, like we've talked about space before and I'm frustrated with our lack of space exploration, but we need to start learning how to swim. And, and live if you want to i mean so living on the moon or another planet is akin to if you crack the glass you're dead right that's that's basically true yes and more or less that's the same situation deep underwater yeah so let's just practice that because it's going to be a lot more <laughs> useful in the immediate future that's true but the uh the other thing is that even if you found a planet that had oxygen water and was in the goldilocks zone of some other solar system if you went there there would be life there, and that life is not probably not compatible with ours in terms of the bacteria and the viruses and all the other stuff that the human race has had millions of years to to evolve and adapt to. Yeah, like, it's like every alien movie that has a shitty ending. Yeah, where they like they get know. a cold. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they get the flu and they they're die. allergic to water. They're allergic to water. <laughs> M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. So the the so it makes sense that they want to study this, but I'm of the belief that we'll never live on another planet just because we are tied to this planet in that way. But it's a really funny thought that they're going to go up there. It's like, well, you have to go on the collect shit mission. Now there are probably a bunch of astronauts who'd love to go to the moon. Let's be clear. They were like, Hey, there's a mission to the moon. I'm up, I'm up for it. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you to the moon. We need to find these bags of poop. They're all over the place too. They're everywhere. Yeah. Like they're, you got to go to all six the different landing sites. Yeah, you got to go close to, to each other. Right, you got to go to the Apollo sites. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna jump you down there, and you're gonna and we're you're gonna pick up this poop, and then you're gonna bring it back, so we can so scientists can study it. You know, not a not a not a. I guess there's some scientific benefit to all this, but it got me thinking. Like you know, what's the uh, what's the what's the thing you've had to go back for that was like either the most annoying or you know or you're just like pissed off that's like I, I you're you've gone somewhere you're like oh, shit I forgot something and then you had to actually go back and get it like for reals before we get to that I just wanted to point out that whoever has to do this mission is going to be called trash astronauts by their peers <laughs> for the rest of their lives Trastronauts. Oh, you on that Trastronaut mission. Yeah, yeah. I, you've been to the moon? Yeah, I went to the moon. What'd you do there? I bet you didn't do shit there. Oh, I get, oh you did. That's all you did there was jack shit. <laughs> uh-huh. um, mine, I, I can't. So, man, the only thing I can think of that I had to go back for, and that's the thing, is I think it, I don't think there's something crappy that I can recall that I returned for. The, one time I made it all the way to the airport for an international flight and realized I'd left my laptop at the house and literally had to make a round trip in the remaining 75 minutes before the plane took off. To <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? You, you had parked? Did you park your oh, car I was, already? I was in the airport. 
Oh shit! Really? Yeah, like I was in my. I had. I went to grab my. I went to grab my suitcase and realized, oh my god, you didn't grab your attaché. You left it in the hallway. At home. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, fuck, I don't... But I, you were going internationally. You had to have this laptop. There, there was, was no had, other option. There was no... You couldn't say it was stolen by terrorists or some shit like that? I your, figured your that company? ultimately <laughs> uh, it was going to be better for me to be a few hours late and catch whatever the next flight was and have uh-huh. been fully equipped. Like To me, that would have been easier to kind of just get around. I had ran in some unavoidable issues. Did you get some nervous sweats going? Like, Oh buddy, it was, I was, so you had to go back to the park. You had to go back to the, did you park off site? Uh, no, luckily it was only for a few days. So I was, I was in in the the garage. You were were at least in the garage at the airport. So you hop back in and just haul ass. Yeah. Just like, what? Yeah. Cause I was there super early cause it was international and I was just ill. And I realized that I didn't have my, my necessary equipment. And I ran back out to the car and took off. Jesus, I would have. I probably would have sweat through my clothes like seven times if that would have happened. I, I I'm a nervous that flyer. I made it. I'm a nervous flyer to begin with. Uh, not. I don't. I'm not a nervous flyer, but I like to get to the airport early and just hang out. Like I would. I would rather be at the gate an hour and a half early than be the person like trying to get on the plane as they were closing the door. I travel. Like, I can't deal. I can't deal with that. That kind of pressure. I've traveled enough for business that, like, especially if I'm not packing a lot of, uh, if I'm traveling light, my goal is to never sit down. I want to park my car and then walk all the way to where I get it's right to the gate. Straight as on the board. And then yep. straight on. Yep. No, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me too, it makes me too nervous. Yeah. And then the only crazy. variance I add is like, do I need to have time for a shit? because then i add you know 15 minutes i blame my mom because my mom would always be like okay what time's the flight four o'clock we get to the thing it'd be like 4 48 is what time the flight leaves like so i do that to my family my wife's always like let me see the goddamn tickets i'm like no 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 the flight leaves at four o'clock she's like 4 58 like i don't know i just get nervous i just want to get to the airport and sit down and just relax That's i all. can understand that because it's just that thing where you just want to cross it off yeah especially if you're traveling with your kids especially oh, if you're traveling with kids too you're just like because you know some shit's gonna break loose yeah but also being there early with kids is its own problem but what if they said you had to go to the moon and pick up bags of shit <laughs> am i taking my kids <laughs> <laughs> for me for me i was most of the way to portland like past olympia mm-hmm. and i f- had forgotten my cpap so i am a i am a sleep apnea sufferer i think i've said this on the on the show before but yeah, you, you talked you, you know. told us all about the the clinic and the watch yeah yeah but you know you gotta get the you gotta get the bane mask on or else i i choke when i sleep essentially i suffocate <laughs> <laughs> so i have to have the cpap so i was driving and i just was because driving down to portland for biz i was like Oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> See, I like look back. So I, you know, you pull over the rest area. Like I look in the back. There's my suitcase. There's my. I I remembered my laptop, <laughs> and uh, but I got no breathing machine. So I had to whip around and go all the way back home, get my stuff, and then it's come. That all important? Over. How long are you going to be gone? Like two days. Really? You need like, that bad? Like, like an overnight, I might have. If Can't it was you an just overnight. pile on like four breathe right strips and just get through the night? <laughs> Just like all the way up your nose. Just, just buy a fan and just blow it up my nose like the whole night. I don't know. No, it does not work. There's not enough breathe right strips in the whole world. <laughs> Get some surgical like, tubing and just yeah. snake it up there. Right. <laughs> so it's <Just> going out. <laughs> position the pillows such that I'm yeah. like, you know, sitting up a little bit. So yeah. I don't. No. 
it's just none of it works it's you're just <laughs> that's terrible i know it's a bad it's a bad condition to have but um i am not i do not suffer alone the cpap industry is booming these days but uh yeah so i had to go back so basically a three-hour trip to to portland two and a half hour three hour trip here yeah it was like a five hour like you're down you, you've gone an hour <laughs> you come an hour back then go three more hours it's like oh geez goonie but it happens but i i hope they end up having this i hope they i hope you think that space force will uh will will approve a a, a trip to the moon to uh to grab some poo they're gonna have to because like, yeah. well, that's what the administration wants now. We got to go to the moon to distract everybody from all the bullshit down here. <laughs> Even if it's to grab some poo. The best part about this Vox article, which perhaps we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll tweet. Are you going to say it's action- the Apollo Fecal Collection Assembly? Because yes! that was my favorite. Part. <laughs> I was going to say there's a there's a, di- a hilarious diagram of the Apollo <laughs> Fecal Collection Assembly, which is somebody had to draw this, which makes me laugh very 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 hard what's the finger caught you're like it's, holding it like yeah you gotta hold you gotta hold it i mean you have to hold the bag with it has out. a ring on the bag yeah it's on the outside it's not on the inside basically this looks like what it's like to try to get raw chicken into a ziploc bag without help <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying to not because you're trying not to touch it right but only the raw chickens coming out of your butt right exactly yeah but uh, which makes it much more difficult and it's in space so i don't even so the thing attaches to your ass <laughs> And then, but I don't even know because adhesive tape. Really, there's some space between your anus, to use a medical term. Get it? Anus, your, your anus. anus. And then the bag, right? Because the bag doesn't fit right up to your 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 sphincter. So you've still got to guide that turd into this bag. I, this thing's got a pretty healthy gusset here. I- <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you might get you get a good seal. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure how though. I'm not really sure how the whole deal works. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll probably that'll probably end up on the as a picture of a of a of a promo this week. Yeah, this the, is fantastic. Pop, this this is, diagram. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, um, it's like the it's like the Tinkle Bell, but for taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even so elegant as the Tinkle Bell because you've got no gravity. Can you, how, Tinker Bell doesn't work in space. You'd have well, to do something else. That's true. How, how um, you know, as we continue to talk about this, I feel compelled to answer a question I was asked in person not that long ago, which is somebody said, you know how you guys just keep talking when the timer goes off? Why do you even have the timer? And I was like, because if we didn't, the show would be two and a half hours long. Right. <laughs> yeah, we do run through it, but it's a reminder that we've got to wrap it up. Correct. It's really sort of a wrap it up thing. Yeah. But, that being said, why is the poo poo bag clear? Why <laughs> I don't want to look at the poo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. You want to poop in a bag and you want to hold it at arm's length and go, and you want to shake it around and go throw it oh, at yeah. people. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. That's pretty good poop. How? What does yours look like, Neil? <laughs> I got the greens. Alan. I got the greens. <laughs> it's orange. It's too much tang. Yeah, Alan Shepard, like Neil Armstrong, comparing poos in a bag. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Oh, I'm back to my back to my original tangential thought, uh-huh. which was the worst part about being on the moon in a low gravity situation is that you couldn't pee into the like 
Wouldn't it be great to be in like a low gravity situation like the moon and just pee all over and watch the pee like fly all over the place <laughs> for dudes who like to pee in the wild? I'm sorry, ladies. I don't mean to exclude you from this this discussion. But they could do it too, actually, in space. Yeah, yeah. You could just do like a handstand and then just like like guys are one up and just watch it float around. That would be kick ass. Now, unfortunately, there's no atmosphere, but it would be fun to to pee in a uh, in a uh, low gravity situation. So. I'm not going to lie. It would be pretty entertaining to lay flat on your back and pee straight up into the air and have the pee just continue on its just course. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems very juvenile when you started to talk about it, but I th- really think about it. It's like, that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Into the OT. And you know what time it is? Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Indeed, indeed it is. A decent crop this week. All right. I, I spilt one on Twitter that I couldn't hold my wad on earlier today. Yeah, yeah. So We worked that up into a long-form version. You want to do that real quick? <laughs> no, maybe next week. All right, next week. We'll save it. Okay. What driver doesn't have a license? Mini driver, because she drinks too much. <laughs> there are a lot of ways to go here. The answer <laughs> I like that, though. The answer uh, on the card here is a screwdriver. I felt an appropriate response might be an Uber driver, since that's an unregulated (laughs) industry. Uh, This was uh, the April 1st joke. Okay. When do ghosts play tricks on each other? April Ghoul's Day. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know an archaeologist who had to change professions... His career is in ruins. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> why Why do barbers make good drivers? I don't know. Because they know all the shortcuts. <laughs> I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. <laughs> but it'd be awesome to pee upward <laughs> from. It's a manual about pooping on the moon. (laughs) And last but not least, did you hear about the burglar who fell in the cement mixer? Now he's a hardened criminal. (laughs) Very good. What do you got for us this week? Your original material. Here's my my pre-one. Shout out to my dad. He doesn't hear very well. Um, Shout at your dad. (laughs) Shout out. All right, here it is. I met a girl at a bar and tried to rub noses with her, but it turns out that she really was an Inuit. Is that a racist (laughs) joke? (laughs) That's not a racist joke. That's a funny joke. Inuits are just are just a tribe of people, and one of their one of their I don't know. That's not a that's not a damaging stereotype. <laughs> it's dehumanizing. Do they not rub noses? Do we? Can we? Uh, we'll have to look this up. There. That's a funny joke. She turns out that she she's she wasn't really Inuit. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I happened to, to look it up really quickly, and it does say a common misconception is that the practice arose so that the Inuit could kiss without their mouths freezing together. Rather, it is non-erotic but intimate greeting used by people who, when they meet outside often have little except their nose and eyes exposed. Well, there you go. So they do rub noses. All right. Whatever you say, racist. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... I Can I tell jokes about, you know, um, races that I've been actually mistaken for? Would that, would that, would that get me off the hook? <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Because I have been mistaken for Inuit. 
Interesting. Anyway, if I just stand, if I stand in, I'm sort of like generic brown guy. So if I stand next to a group of brown people, people just assume I'm part of that group of brown people. That's that, the beauty of being Filipino. You're sort of just, you know, if I stand next to a group of, you know, group, if I go to Mexico, everyone just thinks I'm, you know, Mexican. If I, if I go to, you know. That's true for me too, by the way. <laughs> if I, you know, if I just stand next to, like I said, if I just stand next to any group of random brown people, other people just assume I'm, I'm with them. Yeah, man. People are hella racist. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Inuit joke? No? No, I liked All it. Right. I liked it. All right. But it was funnier to make fun of you. I got all prickly about it. I thought it was racist. <laughs> I'm brown too. Anyway, whatever. Okay, so here in the OT, we are going to talk I about. You said that, I think you had a warm up one. Is that, that the only it. one? No, okay. the warm up one was shout out to my dad. Because he, he doesn't, doesn't hear very well. well. Oh my yeah. God, I didn't realize that was a joke. That was. <laughs> that was <laughs> That might that, be my fault. That might be my fault. That might be you. That was, so anyway. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I told. I retold the KFC, the Kentucky FC joke. Everyone thought KFC was the better punchline to that. They're stupid. I thought about it a lot. And Kentucky <laughs> FC. So I retold that joke to other people. Okay. And those people are just, they, they must not be soccer fans. Like if you're uh-huh. actually telling that joke to soccer fans, Kentucky FC is the much better punchline. <laughs> okay. KFC right. is just, that's just KFC. Oh. Okay. I, whatever fine your friends are dumb <laughs> <laughs> my work friends are idiots <laughs> all right fine i can i can i can live with that all right into the ot now indeed okay um in the ot we <laughs> i laughed yes i laughed but when you wrote it into the i ching i laughed very hard because um yeah, you're right. You're being you're being unfairly discriminated against. It's not so discrimination. Go ahead and tell it's it. profiling, <laughs> which uh, is a form of discrimination. Right. Uh, so we recently had to take a video based workplace active shooter training, where okay. a young woman comes and says, "I'm so and so from such and such, and here's how to not get yourself shot when someone's trying to shoot people at your workplace." All right. And there are a number of different scenarios. Some of actually useful information. Uh, if the door doesn't have a lock on it, they show you how to hold a door shut with a belt. Like how to okay. what ang- like what angle how to use the how to wrap it around the knob and then also if it has a closer you can belt the closer and the door won't okay. open. Um, and like how to uh, how to break a window to get out of the office like don't don't hit it in the center where it'll rebound. Um, try to find something as hard and small like that's controllable and hit it in the upper corner so okay. the glass shatters and falls downward and allows you to clear out the rest of the window frame. That was actually part of the training is like, here's how to drop from a second story window. Dude, if I have to drop from a second story window, I'm, I'm breaking a leg at this point. There's <laughs> they, no, they go through the whole drop, like that, that, the right way to land and everything. Dude, I'm not going to parkour myself out of window. I guess I, I would try if there were people being shot. I mean, given the broken leg better than shot, but <laughs> Uh, there's no way. No, you'd be away. laying out there on the ground. Oh, yeah. it's gonna come to the window. <laughs> and right. Put one in you, like on the ground. Right. I don't want that. I just it's a terrible scenario. But it okay, is. we shouldn't laugh. Anyway, we shouldn't laugh, but uh, we're laughing. We laugh so we don't cry. But so in all the examples, um, we've talked a little bit about. I, I don't know if we've talked at, at any length about the the amount of tattoos that I have, which is not an extreme amount, but is a. If I have short sleeves on, you're going to notice that I have tattoos. I have tattoos on both my arms down to the elbows, basically. And uh, 
in in all of the active shooter videos, the shooter is like has full <laughs> sleeves, full tattoo sleeves. Uh-huh. And I, I found it upsetting. I was like, wait, wait, how come all the other like office worker people, nobody has any tattoos, but the shooter is all tatted up. Right. It's like what Sons of Anarchy came to your like came to your workplace apparently. I mean, at least they did depict him as a white man. <laughs> That's a, that so important. Your, well, points it's for same, accuracy. Right. It's just like the sexual harassment video with the white men all sexually <laughs> harassing all the women at the work. Was it Joe Biden? Yeah, it may have been. There's been some casual touching. The uh but of course they come out of central casting. That's who we get to right. play these the thugs. these shooters. I don't know. I think these people all work for this training company, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because the guy played multiple roles. He had a man bun in one scene. Okay. And, his, and it was wearing a long sleeve shirt. But it was clearly the same guy. He just didn't have his glasses on. Uh-huh. His hair up. But, like, but the, the uh, But the thing is, everybody's got tattoos nowadays. Like, every, I'm, I work at my company. Everyone's got a tattoo everywhere. It's, it's not a... It's funny that they have to cast somebody who's... Who <laughs> just, you know, who's just a, some sort of, you know, paramilitary thug with a bunch of tattoos. I don't know. It's just stuff. Right. It's, it's like, why thing. did you, yeah. Why did you have to go find a, a shooter that looks like in your mind what a criminal looks like? Right. Didn't he right. work here? Isn't that generally like the story that he is? <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I mean, if it's one of the people in my work, it's, they're likely heavily tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not, it's not so surprising anymore. I mean. I was disappointed I love it. in the video that there weren't any live examples of dro- dropping from a second story window. They went through the techniques, but at no point did anyone actually break a window and jump out of it. The least they could have done was showed you that scene from John Woo's Hard Boiled where the guy jumps out of that second story window <laughs> onto the cement in a single take. I love that. I love that scene because only in Hong Kong could John Woo say, hey, okay, stuntman, we're going to blow up this building. I want you, while it's literally on fire, I want you to jump out of this window and just land on the cement. <laughs> okay. Okay, John. We'll do it. That's an all-time defenestration. They, they could have they showed you that at least. I mean, What would you call some... that if you're doing it to yourself? Is it an auto-defenestration? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> it's self-inflicted? I have no idea. Um, the cynic in me, I, without getting too serious about this subject matter, the cynic in me makes me feel like, or feels like that, like, there's a real chance that these training companies are like offshoots of gun groups, like funded gun groups, <laughs> the NRA probably specifically. Like, I know that like there is already pop-up industries for, you know, reinforced desks and stuff, right? There's all these, there's the bulletproof sure. backpacks. Sure. There's Why is this whole, any different? No, corporate trade. There's a whole corporate trading thing. There's, there's a video on every part of corporate I don't know, now. man. Nothing's more American than profiting off of misery. Well, I think there's nothing more human than profiting <laughs> off of misery. Let's be clear. Fine. That's where that's where the money's to be made, man. People are ready to spend money on fear much more than they're supposed to spend. The more than they spend money on joy. Anyway, but right. you had kind of a lighter side to this. So yes, so so we have these two men in Arkansas. <laughs> who were arrested for taking turns shooting each other while wearing a bulletproof vest after drinking. (laughs) Shocking. So I thought to myself, okay, let's, let's say Charles Eugene Ferris, age 50 and Christopher Hicks, age 36 were detained Monday after 
they went drink they were drinking and then decided they'd shoot each other wearing this uh while wearing this vest while wearing this bulletproof vest why would they get arrested <laughs> mostly i, I think because they aren't lie. these aren't, <laughs> i don't know I mean, aren't they consenting adults who, should one of them have gotten shot, like, I don't know, maybe the guy's drunk and misses the vest and shoots the guy's arm or shoots him in the neck? I mean, really? I mean, that's, at best, it's manslaughter. <laughs> it's not... well, that, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking the same. But, but considering the fact that these men, neither of them died, and they have a legal firearm... I mean, why would why would they be arrested? Why would you arrest these two people? I don't. I think that I don't think they should be arrested. What? <laughs> that was my take uh, on it. Seems, <laughs> it does seem like okay. So from the consenting adult thing, and this is kind of my take on freedom in general, is that two adults that agree can, in my opinion, should be able to do whatever they want to each other. Like Pretty if they've much. come to an agreement. Yeah, and it's within a you know, whatever. But uh, you read a little further into the story, and it's like they're basically doing it in the yard. <laughs> so, of course they were doing it in the yard you can't you know, just be like you'd be an idiot to off. do this in your house you'd be an idiot <laughs> of course we i could just see them putting on the vest inside all right i'm gonna shoot you with this gun and the oh whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute let's go outside <laughs> we'd be idiots to do don't let's not do this in the house idiot let's go in the yard well the neighbor said they shoot like 50 to 100 rounds at a time and he's like he basically i think they got arrested because the neighbor's like these guys need to go to jail (laughs) my children live here and i i mean you hear me i bet you about the motorcycle people who live the dirt bike guys that live next door for speeding on the street i can't imagine if the two dudes that are living next door are shooting each other all day and night like i'd be calling the cops too well but no I, i agree with your premise yeah, I mean, if these guys really let's say let's say all things being, well, they lived out in the woods somewhere, and they just decided, okay, we're gonna shoot each other with this gun. Uh, you put on the vest, dude. You put on the vest, and I'll shoot you. And then I'll put on the vest. You can shoot me. Well, most likely the cops don't get called if they're out in the woods. Like you yeah. gotta go somewhere where people aren't hearing you shoot each other and then calling the police. It's <laughs> <laughs> common sense. Oh, anyway. So that's the lesson. If you're gonna shoot one of your buddies in a consensual fashion. You know, go into the woods where if you do fuck it up, you can at least dispose of the body. Right. <laughs> you can just make up some story about how you and your friend were just decided to, you know, we were drinking beers and we thought it'd be fun to shoot each other while wearing this bulletproof vest. Well, it's funny you say that because my favorite part of the story was that they tried to make up a lie to tell the cops that they had got into some sort of OK Corral style <laughs> gunfight. <laughs> again, I like, I mean, I, with other people, not with each other. Right. I. It's not shocking that these two would not be able to make a coherent, like, a coherent excuse or reasons. They could have just said, you know, we decided we thought it'd be fun to just uh, shoot each other while wearing this vest. Yeah. Uh, the cops would be like, "You two are fucking idiots! Stop it! And stop it! And uh, and stop shooting your guns off in the neighborhood, idiots! And if we catch you doing it again, we're gonna arrest you." whatever <laughs> speaking of which uh should we get a vest i don't know you and me a bulletproof vest <laughs> yeah no thanks we, you don't no get... thanks <laughs> i'm not taking a bullet for any reason unless it's absolutely necessary <laughs> you don't just get liquored up and shoot each other that ain't me all right fine all right. guns and man i'm smart I'm, i am a responsible 
I, when I am involved with guns, I am very responsible. They do, you do not mix them with drinking. You do not fuck around, man. It's life and death. Yeah, well, fair enough. Good for you. For being so don't play with guns. You end up like Scott on 90210 and accidentally blow your brains out trying to show off to your friends. Right. Yes. Have your And have your TV career cut really short for no good reason. I thought he was very bland. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for us tonight. And our thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod. Please know that we appreciate tremendously the time you choose to spend with us. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And a shout out to those of you out there using the PlayerPod app. What up, PlayerPod? And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next time with more shooting each other in the chest. And until then, peace.